Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1. On Wednesday, May 31st, the repercussions of Russia's war on Ukraine were felt within its own borders. A massive shelling attack in Belgorod injured four people, while a preliminary report indicated that a drone had crashed and ignited a fire at an oil refinery further south. The shelling in Chebekino, a village in the border region of Belgorod, damaged eight apartment buildings, four homes, a school, and two administrative buildings, according to the governor of Belgorod. The area has increasingly become a hotspot of stray violence. Later in the day, the governor reported additional shelling in a border area which he attributed to Ukrainian forces. He also mentioned that an industrial plant near Shebekino had been struck, exacerbating the situation. In a separate incident, a drone crashed at the Ilsky oil refinery in the Krasnodar region, east of Crimea, resulting in a fire. Local officials quickly extinguished the blaze. These events occurred following a drone attack on Moscow the previous day, which Russia has blamed on Ukraine. The Russian Ministry of Defense stated that all eight unmanned aerial vehicles launched at the Russian capital were destroyed. As of now, the Ukrainian government has not commented on the drone attack or the incidents in Belgorod and Krasnodar. Typically, Ukraine does not confirm or deny strikes within Russian territory. Russian forces also launched a fresh aerial bombardment on Kiev on Thursday, June 1st, resulting in the death of at least three people and, and injuries to others. After enduring 17 drone and missile attacks in May, Kiev was targeted once again with ground-launched missiles. The attack caused significant damage to apartment buildings, a medical clinic, a water pipeline, and cars. The Kiev city administration reported that one child was among the deceased, with 10 others wounded. The Ukrainian general staff stated that all 10 missiles, identified as short-range ballistic Iskandar missiles, were intercepted by the Air Force. Number 2 Faced with Iran's continued attempts to enrich uranium far past the range set out in the nuclear accords, the U.S. is trying to keep to a diplomatic path in its efforts to prevent nuclear breakout. Now, the White House is reportedly roping Israel and Saudi Arabia into the effort, as Israel Hayom Daily revealed new insights into the negotiations over a possible trilateral agreement. In order to overcome Israel's opposition to the U.S. entering a revised nuclear deal with Iran, the Americans are reportedly pursuing a normalization agreement between Saudi Arabia and Israel in exchange for Jerusalem's silence on the Iran deal. Former diplomatic officials told Israel Hayom that Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu would be inclined to accept such an agreement, but some see it as submission. According to these former officials, quote, the fact that Israel has not taken any public steps to oppose the agreement shows that there is agreement behind the, behind the scenes. Otherwise, Netanyahu would have acted as he did in 2015. However, a source in Netanyahu's office denied the allegations to Israel Hayom and assured that there has been no change in the government's position. Quote, Israel is working in every possible way, through every channel and at every level to oppose any attempt to enable Iran to obtain nuclear capabilities and weapons, the source said. Strategic Affairs Minister Ron Dermer and National Security Council head Tzachi Hanegbi are scheduled to visit the U.S. this week for meetings with representatives of the American administration, particularly on the Iranian threat and reportedly on establishing ties with Saudi Arabia. Apparently, the U.S. considers the two to be linked. Speaking about the prospects of reviving the 2015 nuclear deal, the U.S. Special Envoy on Iran, Rob Malley, 
said in an interview with U.S. media on Tuesday, quote, our goal is to reach a diplomatic outcome with Iran that would, in, would verifiably ensure that Iran can't acquire a nuclear weapon. We hope that we can resolve this through diplomatic means and we're prepared to go down that path. Number three. U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has issued a direct threat to FBI Director Chris Wray. Cooperate with House investigations into the Biden family or face contempt of Congress charges. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer has repeatedly demanded files relating to a congressional investigation into the Bidens, but the FBI has refused to turn them over. The agency is blatantly stonewalling the legislative body over a, potential, over a potentially explosive whistleblower allegation against the president in an FBI informant file by deciding to, quote, stiff arm Congress and hide this information from the American people, to use Comer's exact words. In fairness, on Wednesday afternoon, May 31st, Director Ray did indeed offer Representative Comer the opportunity for himself to see the documents without actually producing it for his oversight committee, as required by the legally binding subpoena. But this was a half measure, since without, without it being released to the committee, it cannot be used as evidence in the case they are building. At this point, after all, the public has, has lost so much trust in the FBI. The onus is now on Director Ray to prove his agency isn't protecting Biden yet again. And anyway, if there's nothing to, to the claims in the document, as the White House insists, why not release them publicly? Quote, today is the deadline, McCarthy said on Wednesday, May 31st. So let me not just tell you, let me tell Director Christopher Ray right here, right now, if he misses the deadline today, I'm prepared to move contempt charges in Congress against him. We have jurisdiction over this, McCarthy continued. He can send us that document. We have the right to look at that, Republicans and Democrats alike, in that committee. And if he does not follow through with the law, we will move contempt charges against Christopher Wray and the FBI. They are not above the law. The burden is 100% on the FBI to prove its hands are clean here. And if the agency is indeed running interference for the president, it's up to Congress to step in. A successful contempt charge against Director Ray opens him up to criminal charges. Or what if the Justice Department responsible for such moves were not run by Biden mega-loyalist Merrick Garland, who himself stands accused of running political interference for Biden in the Hunter Biden affair and would never act to prosecute Ray, which means a contempt holding will likely bring little more than shame on Ray and the FBI. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio and have a great day.